0: Yo, yo, what up, what up? Welcome to the WTF Should I Do With My Life podcast. I am your host, Jacob Sokol, and it is butt fuck early in the morning as I record this intro. So if I sound like Barry White or can't quite get the words out of my mouth straight, you know why. If you are new to the podcast, that's a hell of an intro, and this podcast is all about helping you live with greater levels of success, purpose, and authenticity while being strategic about the unique challenges and opportunities that our generation face. So these interviews are designed to bring more clarity, more confidence, more inspiration, all up in your dome piece so you can perform better at work, in your relationships, and with any other responsibilities that you have. So today's interview is with Michael Balchin. And Michael is a Harvard-educated commodity trader and film producer turned into an executive coach and peak performance consultant. His custom-tailored programs combine the most powerful methods and modalities for personal growth, psychology, performance science, physiology, wellness, and the world's spiritual and wisdom traditions. Michael is a dope-ass dude. I am pumped to introduce you to him today. Uh, He's described as a, well, self-described as a spiritual prankster who recently committed to supporting 5% of the world's population in developing a mindfulness practice. His latest book, Meditation What, Why, and How to Meditate, Hint, Breathe In, Breathe Out, is available on Amazon. So today we're going to jump into a whole bunch of goodness around meditation. And we'll talk about how to use the secret power of meditation to take your life to the next level. We'll go into how to increase mental clarity and reduce stress through meditation, how to upgrade your existing meditation practice, the big in- the biggest common mistakes to avoid when meditating and a simple hack to boost your willpower in under 60 seconds i think that i'm actually going to use this intro i think that that was all right uh so let me not screw it up in these last few moments and uh with no further ado enjoy the show okay
1: yo dude thanks for being here well thanks jacob it's a pleasure
0: Yeah, man. Well, I'm pumped that we get to talk as my cat is scratching my couch right now and freaking out and I have every impulse in my body to go get up. I don't know. I don't think you can hear him, but I like my body's like, get up and go tend to the cat, even though you just hit record on this interview.
1: That's awesome. My dog is, is, is laying and doing nothing. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's great. How old's your dog?
1: Uh, he's almost 11. Oh, it's like same exact age as my cat. Nice.
0: Yeah. Huh. Okay, dude. So anyway, great to have you here. And uh, I'm I'm pumped to kind of help unpack your wisdom. It's been super cool to get to know you more intimately over the last year and a half, I think it's been, and just see your evolution, your development, and all the goodness that you're bringing to the world. So thanks for taking the time to rock with us today.
1: No, thanks, man. It's really an honor.
0: Right on, dude. Well, one of the things that stands out to me about you is your, the word I want to use is insane discipline. Uh, so I was hoping that we could unpack um, some of, you know, what goes on in the day to day life of you. And specifically, you know, I know that you've developed a, a kind of immense, um, an immense array of habits that kind of serve as the foundation for you to optimize and actualize your life. And I'm wondering, you know, out of all the habits that you think someone can develop, what, what do you think is like the most important habit that someone can have?
1: Yeah. So, um, there's so many, but I think probably my number one is meditation. Um, and that just, because that kind of, allows you to create some space and look at all parts of your life in a little bit different different way um you know whether it's meditation or mindfulness or or mind games i think is even some people refer to it's just sitting down and and trying to bring your focus to the present moment um whether it's on your breath or on a mantra or even on an audio track have some sort of guided program Um, and just give yourself a little bit of space um some time apart from kind of the crazy insanity of, of the rest of the day
0: huh. and out of all the habits that you could have suggested why do you think that's the most important one to start with
1: um i think it's it's like a force multiplier for all the other ones so it helps develop a little bit of of mental control and, and mental toughness and even some some softness in that you look at yourself uh, a little bit kinder but you know our minds control everything um the way that we think just kind of impacts everything that we do. And meditation can help you develop stronger ways of thinking. And that just has a spillover and a ripple effect into everything else. So whether that's, you know, the other things are journaling or exercise or whatever in those moments when you're like, ah, I don't really feel like doing this or, or man, this is tough or whatever, just to have a little bit of, of, of space to look at that thought and say, okay, Maybe I don't feel like doing this today, but I'm going to do it anyway because I know that it's important for this bigger goal that I'm moving towards and, and healthier body or, or whatever it is.
0: Mm, I love that. It reminds me of some wisdom from Kelly McGonigal's Willpower book where she says, you know, as far as uh, willpower, which step back a moment, uh, kind of positive psychologists say is one of, if not the most important um, predictor of much of your success, m- much more than, than IQ. And the number one way to build willpower is just by doing as simple as one minute of conscious breathing. So like if you want to go smoke a cigarette or if you want to scream at your girlfriend or throw your cat across the room because you won't be quiet, just like stepping back and doing um, just one minute of Of conscious breathing where you inhale for four and exhale for eight, something something along those lines, and just do that like six times. And uh, the science shows really clearly that is an amazing way to increase your willpower uh, kind of as a hack moment to moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. And and even, you know, just that one minute has such tremendous benefits. Um, And it's, you know, I have to remind myself consistently throughout the day and always I start every day reminding myself, like, just breathe. Um, mm-hmm. And then in those moments of stress or whatever, it's, it's always good to just check in, like, am I breathing? How's, how's my breathing? Is it short and fast and shallow? Or, or can I kind of replug in here and reset and just, just take some deep breaths and then respond from an empowering place?
0: Mm, and yeah, that's one of the things I love about your relationship to meditation is that it's not... I'm going to go do a nine-day Vipassana in the Himalayas somewhere and totally disconnect from society at large. But the way that I've experienced you and meditation is, sure, you have your, your daily kind of ritualized meditation practice. But in addition, it's almost as if you treat each moment or many moments throughout the day as an opportunity to meditate and be mindful just by checking in with your breath and i think you know it's it's easy for us to sit down and well easier easier for some of us than others but to sit down and do a meditation practice for a few minutes and then be like okay did that for the day that's over now i get to go be a total asshole and kind of eat a bunch of shitty food and show up like a percentage of what i'm capable of being in the world and i love your uh, consciousness to bring that mindfulness to all of you know your day instead of just the the minutes when you 're meditating on the mat
1: yeah thanks and you know i 'm no expert i 'm no guru i just I just try and implement the you know all the wisdom that 's out there and all these brilliant teachers and and kind of across the board they say meditation is great um, and it 's about practice and not about the theory so that 's something I try and I try and integrate and you know, being mindful when you're eating and just, you know, tasting the foods or or even when you're watching TV or, or watching a movie with, you know, your significant other and, and really being there, being present in that moment um, and the breath being the best way that I've heard of to bring the focus back to that that present moment. So, yeah. Hmm.
0: Cool. So for someone who's listening who hasn't done meditation or, or doesn't do it regularly, What's the best way that someone can get started with that?
1: Um, you no, know, the thing I always recommend to people is just to start. So to set a timer on, on your phone for one minute and tomorrow morning just sit down and focus on your breath for one minute. Um, and then do that the next day and the next day and the next day and maybe add a little bit of time each day. So maybe you get up to two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, whatever. Um, but, but just to, to create that space for it um, in terms of the, the actual practice – like you said, in, inhale for four, exhale for eight. That's a great way to get started. And it really can be as simple as, can I focus on my breath? And when our thoughts inevitably wander away, as as they do, um, notice them. Notice, hey, I'm thinking about something. And just just bring it back to the breath. Um, I reference mind grades. I think it's John, um, I can't remember his last name, but he, he says mind grades and he, he says, when you notice your thoughts, blast them with your attention, like play that game. How many times can I blast my thoughts with my attention and then bring it back to, to my breath. Um, but outside of that and just, just starting small and building that habit bit by bit, you know, there's, there's great apps out there. Headspace is a great one that my wife's actually a a big fan of. I use a a headband that monitors my brainwave so I can get some kind of instant feedback. um, then there's just, you know, audio tracks. Jonathan Fields has a couple really great mindfulness audio tracks where there's some binaural beats where they're playing different frequencies in each ear. And that kind of helps your brain to sync up and resonate. But again, just the most important part is just to do it and to not judge it, not, not say, Oh, this is a good meditation or a bad meditation. You know, you don't judge when you're brushing your teeth of like, Oh, I had a great teeth brushing today. It's just like, it's something that you do. Um, be be
0: honest. Do you do you judge the way you brush your teeth, Michael?
1: Uh, you know, sometimes after I like walk away from the bathroom, <laughs> if I if I like feel like my teeth are dirty, then I'll be like, oh man. <laughs> um, but but. Rarely.
0: (laughs) That's great. I know there's some high achiever, high performer here who's like, actually, you know what? I do totally judge and uh, track the quality of my teeth brushing.
1: Each tooth 30 times up to, you know, whatever. (laughs) I don't know.
0: That's great, dude. Yeah. Meditation for me kind of in some ways, it feels like it saved my life. And that's a big statement to make. And, and it expands on the statement that like personal development saved my life. And what I mean specifically with meditation is, well, one, personal development, I feel like it saved my life because it taught me that I could take responsibility for what I create in life, both who I am and kind of the life that I have and I create. And so that was totally game-changing. And meditation specifically helped me take that and apply it to my mind and say, okay, like for me, one of the biggest struggles I've had was that my mind would terrorize me and I'd wake up in the morning. And before I'd even open my eyes, there'd be a thought that would like just run through my mind, like some deepest, darkest, insecure, like, you know, you're not good enough. You're uh, blah, blah, blah. And it was so terrorizing. You know, I, I I didn't even have my eyes open. And this is the type of stuff that makes you not want to wake up. You know, or be alive, or at least personally speaking, when the thoughts are running through that just feel crippling. So, meditation was a way for me to slow down what Buddhists call the monkey mind. And I love the analogy they use where it's like your mind is like a monkey that is swinging from vine to vine, and the vines represent your thoughts. But not only is it a a monkey, the monkey is crazy, and not only is he crazy, but he's drunk, and not only is he drunk and crazy, but he got stung by a fucking scorpion, and so he's just totally apeshit, out of control, blasting through, you know, a million thoughts a minute, and that's what oftentimes it felt like, and so meditation helped to calm that down, regulate my nervous system in a way so that I I could come back to a, a grounded, neutral place and not have my thoughts take ownership of my life, but instead for me to be able to consciously choose which thoughts I wanted to have. And even when the uncomfortable ones came up, I, I could choose to not give them power and just kind of let them go. So, that's that's kind of why meditation was so impactful and has you know played a role in my life daily for the last six years. What I guess, what got you into meditation, and how, how has it shown up in your life in, in now a way that you're so passionate about?
1: Yeah, um, and I, I love that analogy of, of, of you know, the the drunk, swinging, crazy, wasp-stung monkey or whatever, um, <laughs> and and, and the, that separation of noticing, like, I'm not the monkey, right? Th- these thoughts are happening, and, and cool, they're thoughts, like, that's what the brain is supposed to do, is, like, throw up thoughts, but we don't have to believe them. We don't have to follow them. We don't have to act on them. And and just having having that practice of noticing them um, helps us, like, during the day of, of noticing them and then choosing whether or not, you know, to act on them. And my one of my, my highest goals is to live moment to moment spontaneously such that, like, all my thoughts, actions, and words come from this place of just pure love and positive energy. Um, and you know meditation is helping me do that by helping me become aware of the thoughts and then notice faster when there's something that happens that I'd rather have not had done so I can apologize or or adjust or course correct and move on um, but to get to get back to your question, it really started for me so I graduated from Harvard in 2009 and got a job in Chicago as a commodity options trader and it is a super competitive fast-paced, uh, really fun industry, but that also tends to, to have a lot of stress, a stressful workplace, um, a lot of stress around, um, you know, positioning and what the market's doing and that sort of thing. And I wanted to, I liked it. I liked the job. I liked the work. I liked the pa- fast paceness and, and being able to see kind of every day how you done. Um, But I didn't like a lot of the negative side effects. So stress being one of them. I found myself kind of with classic symptoms of stress and and um, shorter tempered with with you know my wife and and just relationships in general and so I, I thought if I want to have a career in this I've got to get really good at managing the stress piece of it. Um,
0: before you and, before you jump into that save save your line of thoughts so you can come back to it. I'm so curious what were some of the other ways that the stress showed up in your life. So it was shorter temper with your wife and, um, other relationships. What other things kind of were happening a little bit behind the scenes?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, the first thing that comes up is just, you know, having this like you work and then you go to the bar or whatever. And it's this work hard, play hard, but it's really trying to, to figure out ways to get your mind off of it. Um, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily healthy ways. Mm -hmm. um, I think it. it, it hmm. It's so tough to to pinpoint like exact ways because it's almost like it just kind of consumes all of all of your life and all of your interactions. I think I I, I became a little bit more judgmental of myself and of my actions. I kind of put walls up in a sense and got kind of closed and and, and guarded um, mm. and less open to others. Um, and really just, you know, almost everything I did had, was, was impacted by the stress. Um, and, and even to the point of where it took me a long, long time to realize how much, um, was being impacted because it was, it was so integrated. Um, and only, only like years later was I able to look back and be like, Oh my gosh, like you thought that was normal, but that wasn't actually normal. Um, <laughs>
0: I think we have a few people listening to this, like scratching their skin right now. Like, I feel a little uncomfortable about what I'm hearing. Like, wait, I might not be able to realize some of the shit that's going on in me that hasn't kind of become conscious. Uh, but shout out to you guys. I'm sure we all have that. And uh, and so I, I interrupted you initially. You were you were taking us somewhere. And then I wanted to know more about how the symptoms showed up for you.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, start, started... Consciously trying to to figure out how to manage manage the stress piece, um, and I'd had some some exercise practices from you know just growing up and being involved in sports and such, and so I, I kind of re re got myself into a more consistent exercise routine, and that helped. Um, but that was almost like like a a release valve um, versus actually controlling the root problem. Like mm-hmm. you feel great after exercise, you get all these endorphins, in it, and I'm a huge proponent of it. Um, but it was like the stress would build up and then I'd go, you know, hit the heavy bag for an hour and feel great afterwards. But, but then it would continue to build. Um, and, um, you know, I'm a big reader. I'm, I'm a big, um, believer in learning from, from role models. And I just saw meditation time and time again of, of, of people like using it. And I thought, I can't not give this a shot if, you know, if I'm really trying to to figure this out and just started, um, and found kind of not, not super, super quickly, but, but within, you know, a few weeks had, had, had noticed some changes. And I, I do have a distinct memory of, I'd probably been meditating for two or three months. Um, and we were in the office after, after the trading day one day and my brother, my brother works in the same office. Um, and he said something that triggered me and probably in the way that, that only siblings can do where like, it doesn't even matter what they say. You just hear <laughs> something or, you know, in their voice, or whatever. And I remember a comment that I made to him not, I don't remember exactly what the comment was, but noticing like before I made the comment, like, Oh, you're about to have a response here. That's like a triggered negative response. Um, at that point, not, not actually jumping in and saying like, okay, well, why don't we, why don't we not do that? <laughs> but, but at least having this notice of like, oh, shit, like, you're, there's a choice here. Um, and then, you know, did something that I had to apologize for or whatever. But that that increased over time um, to, you know, when, when the market started getting really volatile, I was able to, to kind of maintain a sense of calm. And um, by the time I left trading, people, some people referred to me as like the Zen trader. So <laughs> that was a funny, yeah.
0: The Zen trader, okay. I'm going to refer to you for like that for, I don't know, maybe a day or two. But so here's, here's what I wanted to ask is if it was just me and you, nobody else was listening and we were just kind of shooting the shit over a beer. So have you, have you gone much into Tantra?
1: Wait, people are listening to this?
0: <laughs> just my cats <laughs> and your dog. Um,
1: uh, no, I haven't.
0: Ah, cool. Cause that's, that's so, um, I haven't gone far into that either. And it's, uh, but it's, my understanding is it's like so breath related, but it's like the merging of breath with, uh, sexual, sexual. Well, Yeah. yeah, I guess. Mm, it depends on how you view it. I think there's a very yogic type of practice that doesn't involve sexuality, but what I had in mind was actually like the sexuality part, so uh the breath work with sexuality with um with spirituality, and so if I was your coach, I might say like that could be fun for you to check out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know the awareness that you get and the increased ability to be present is is gonna spill over into everything, including like any sort of sexual relationship so that sounds like an exciting thing to to explore further, although I need need permission from uh, potentially other parties that would be involved. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you have my full permission, so let's just uh, get that out there. So awesome, man. Yeah, I, I, I love kind of um, what, what you're sharing and appreciate it. And I, I think, you know, just hearing a little bit more about the details of our stories with meditation because we're, we're both such big proponents can be really helpful and, and make it less intimidating for people. Um, you recently committed to a lifelong goal of supporting like 5% of the world's population in having a meditation or, or mindfulness practice. Uh, why did you decide that? How, how did that come about?
1: Um, that's, yeah. So first thing, um, I, I do want to say that like meditation is not, you know, you Brian had um, Brian Johnson, one of one of your mentors and mine as well, has this this line of like you don't need to move to the Himalayas and, and become a monk to, to to learn how to meditate. And one of the things I really want to try and and do is help people realize like it's not this like fluffy woo woo crazy hippie thing um, or this like um, you know Eastern spirituality whatever. It really is as simple as practicing being a human being um and and breathing and being alive and and being aware and conscious um on this on this planet so that that five percent number um i i used to have this you know sit down do lots of, of self um self-help and personal growth and goal setting type things and i had this crazy goal of like i want to incrementally shift the consciousness of the human race um like in a positive direction and that sounded and felt exciting, but also kind of, um, open and unclear. And, and how do I, what does that even mean? Um, and recently kind of, uh, with the help of, of some, of some brilliant minds helped shift that to this more concrete, you know, help 5% of the world's population start a meditation or a mindfulness practice. Um, that, that 5% comes from, you know this there was a study done I think by by TM, um, or at least they supported the research, where five percent of people in a community meditating had like a sixty percent or seventy percent decrease in crime rates. Um, and I don't know that those numbers are exact. that's just like me remembering something from years ago, but but the general the general idea is there, and that's a very small percentage of people um, having this kind of mindful practice can have a large impact on the communities. And, um, you know, I I don't want to have 5% of people doing my particular version of meditation. I don't even have a particular version of meditation. Um, and people have been asking like, well, how do you, how many people are even meditating like right now? Like, what about India? And I, I have no idea. I haven't gone too, too much into details, but the, the idea is just to, to help people realize that this is something that's available to them. Um, and, and to experience the benefits for themselves to experiment with it. Whether that's, you know, some of the things we mentioned earlier in the headspace or transcendental meditation or this breath focus, vip, vipassana or or whatever. Um, and, and just to to have that awareness and, and hopefully the spillover effects are, you know, world peace, <laughs> which would be nice. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people listening can relate in the sense that we, we have a desire to make an impact or contribute to something larger than ourselves, yet it can often feel scary to to kind of go for it or to make a, a claim like, all right, I am actually going to work toward this thing. Um, you know, this is a pretty audacious declaration to support 5% of the population and in, in showing up with a more mindful uh, presence. What, you know, was that an edge for you? Is it how does it feel to like commit to that? I guess I'd love to bring people behind the scenes of like how do you how do you commit to something like that or what that was like for you?
1: Yeah um, and I, I, that that part about it we all want to kind of try and do do great things and that was certainly certainly my story. Um, and I first started just with myself of like, okay, well, how do you change the world um, and, and found that all these great spiritual um, and kind of great thinkers were like, well, you start with yourself, you just focus on yourself, you work on yourself and then everything else grows from there. And so I've been doing that for, for, you know, the past really consciously five or six years. Um, at the same time, having this, this anxiety around like, well, shit, well, like, what's my true purpose? And like, what's that one thing that I want to do that no one else can do? And, and, and like, if I don't even know what it is, how am I going to find it? And I'll never be able to do it and, and getting stressed out about it. Um, and and that that evolved over time to this this you know 5% goal which is which is not something that I'm uniquely capable of doing um and it's and it's not something that um you know I need to be the only one doing right I can do just by myself but it's something that I feel excited about kind of committing to over the long term and and feel confident that that if that if that happens then I will have have made an impact um my goal is not to you know, be famous or, or, or any of that, but, but just to have an impact on a uh, large scale, like human race kind of thing. Um, cause I think that that's, that's where, that's where the magic happens is, is recognizing that we're a collective species on this planet. Um, and that, that 5% of the world's population is just a way to kind of, I think make it accessible enough that it's something that I can kind of consciously work towards and wrap my head around. Um, And it's also something that's that's loose enough that it's it provides me kind of like a a long term. It's not the only thing I'm going to be focusing on. You know, I've got I've got lots of other things I'm excited about doing, but it it is something that I can have in the back of my mind and kind of make conscious decisions towards whether that's with a a personal client or, you know, with an organization or community or, or even just, you know, my siblings or family members of like offering that to people when they ask and trying to help people be a little bit more mindful. And and most of all, just trying to, to model that in my own behavior, um, and kind of give people permission like, Hey, this is, it's okay to, to want a a higher quality of life and to want to be able to, you know, control your mind and and make higher quality decisions and and all that sort of thing. Mm, Nice. I'm not sure that answered your question, but (laughs)
0: Yeah, I did. I mean, you brought us behind the scenes of what your thought process is like, and that's that's really what I wanted people to hear. And I guess I'm, um, you know, for everyone who's listening, who's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm inspired to rock more with meditation, and I'd love to take what I'm what I'm hearing here and and implement it in my life. Do you have any um, best practices for somebody? Uh, who wants to either start meditating or to upgrade their current meditation practice and i'll let you run wherever the hell you want to go with that
1: (laughs) sure um so that like like we said earlier just you know to start it's just just start and to be to be consistent with it um i've got a couple people who you know they they, they're like i want to do 15 minutes a day um and and that's great and and do that if you can but more important than than hitting a certain number any particular day is just doing something every day so being willing to to have a little bit of patience with yourself when the things go crazy and maybe you don't get it in um and just try and find a minute here or 5 minutes there i think doing it in the morning is is really really powerful before kind of the rest of the world gets your attention um even if it's just like lying in your bed and maybe you you lie there for a few minutes after waking up before you before you get out of bed, just trying to count your breaths or, um, maybe come up with a mantra or a phrase that, that means something to you. Or, you know, I will have a, a powerfully positive impact on those around me and just repeat that. Or even just a single word, like breathe or love, or, you know, one of the, the, um, shoot, I'm blanking on the Indian Vedic mantras of, of Om or, um, Ram or, or whatever, just some sort of something to repeat. Um, And for the the people that are advanced in meditation already, I'd say, awesome, keep doing it. Um, And and to kind of be willing to experiment with different methods. There are so many different methods out there. And I found some people who they would use meditation, for example, to visualize something and to create this this outcome that they wanted, whether it was a a relationship or a job or whatever. And after they got that thing, kind of fell off the practice because Mm. it had served its purpose. Um, And I just you know that there's there's no end to what you can do when you when you unlock the power of your mind and when you develop that relationship with your thoughts.
0: Mm, I love that I love that you brought that up that you know once somebody gets the result that we want to be cautious to not give up the thing that got you where you wanted to go. It's like if you were to go to the gym and you uh, and you stopped going to the gym, you might not notice the results immediately. But eventually, over the next month or the next two months, you're going to really start to notice the difference. And I find that so much of personal development works the same way. It's like, especially when you're starting as well, uh, or, or integrating a new approach or a new uh, kind of method to take yourself to the next level, that you, you'll probably sure you you 'll see like some um, you may feel better initially the same way that you would if you went to the gym after a workout. You have a little bit of a high, but you may not see the results per se for you know a month or two months and uh, and i I think that you know so much of of what we do in the physical with the, with our body and and at the gym can apply to the emotional or to the spiritual here you you make me you make me wonder what are some things that people want to watch out for when it comes to meditating and i think that was that was one kind of stopping
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah watch
0: out for stopping but what what else may people want to be on the lookout for
1: um you know we talked earlier about judging um and that's really important of, of not judging your your sessions because you never know um you know even even with the muse um which is the headband that i use it kind of provides feedback and says this is how often your your brain spent calm or, or active or whatever. Um, that's, so I'm getting, getting real time feedback of, of, of like, Oh, you know, and sometimes the sessions are are not very calm. It's like three or 4% calm and, and it's okay. Okay, cool. The mind was racing today. I, you know, it, it might not have been my best meditation session, but maybe it was my best meditation session because that was just the kind of day that I was having and, and creating that space is what I actually needed. Um, falling asleep is a common one. Um, and you know, that the, there's a couple tricks for that. Um, one of which is just to give yourself kind of kindness and know that if you fall asleep, that's probably because you are tired and or sleep deprived. So to spend some time figuring out, um, you know, giving yourself more sleep and maybe, maybe just having that time to, um, you know, I call it napitate. Uh, so in the, in the afternoon, sometimes when I meditate, I'll, I'll fall asleep and that's like, cool. That's my napitation. Um, Mm -hmm. but sitting up straight, you know, having a good posture, not lying down, something that's, you know, not conducive to sleep. And then it can also help to just hold your hands up above your lap. Um, and that little bit of, of energy and, and necessary like space can kind of help you stay a little bit more alert. Um, so that's another big one. Um, I think worrying that that it, you're not doing it right um, is is a big reason I've heard people stop. They're like, "Oh, I just didn't know if I was doing it right." Um, and there's, you know, the, the famous advice is like, "There's no wrong way to meditate; um, just do it." Mm. And that's kind of half true, and that in that you can be there's there's better and worse ways of meditation, but as long as you're doing something, that's better than nothing. Um, and to to just you know ask. People for help or ask people for for guidance or get connected with other people who who are meditating, or just you know ask the google and and try different methods until you find one that seems to work work for you um,
0: the google I haven't heard that phrase before it it sounds like the guru right it's like in the ancient days you would have asked the guru about meditation now we ask the google
1: yeah, the meditation. Google is wise. <laughs>
0: That's awesome, man. Well, super cool. You know, one of the things I'm curious about is that you coach, you know, an array of different achieved individuals, whether they are millionaires or business owners or people just who I think much of the world would consider as being successful. And I'd love to, for everyone listening, give them a, I don't know, perhaps a behind the scenes, like if we could zoom into, the most valuable two minutes of a coaching session that you have with the client, what might you be sharing with them that's so impactful or what might be happening there? That's so impactful.
1: Uh, Putting me on the spot here. Um, you know, it's, I think a great coaching session creates, Just does that same kind of thing where it's creating space to to look at the thoughts or the actions or the behaviors or the strategies Whatever is going on um, to just to zoom out a little bit and look at them from a little bit higher level and Once you're at that that higher level you can say, okay Is this serving me is this is this empowering me? Is this the way that I want? You know if I continue this behavior is this is this the way that I want to be going? Mm -hmm. Um, and so you know in my coaching, I I try and, um, provide not as much guidance as help them find the guidance that's inside of them. Um, although I'll throw in nuggets from time to time. (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, just really creating that space of like, uh, okay, you know, you want to, to increase the business revenue or you want to get this, this new book out, or you want to, you know, be making better trading decisions. How do we do that? What does it look like when you're when you're doing that at a really high level? What what gets in the way of you performing at that really high level, and how can we be more conscious of those behaviors and have a plan in place ahead of time so when you notice them happening, you're able to say like, "No, I'm I'm going to choose to to perform in this other way."
0: Mm. It's so cool. I haven't thought of it in the sense that you are like a meditation for them in a way right? Like you're just like a hundred and how much do you weigh? A hundred and if I had to guess, 80? uh,
1: about 75. Yeah. Okay. I
0: wasn't far. You're like a 175 pound meditation for them where they're slowing down. They're connecting more deeply with themselves and, uh, and you're helping them to quiet kind of the fear or the chatter so that they can connect to the deepest wisdom that they have inside. So, well, yeah, that was a great, um, parallel that you drew there.
1: Cool. Yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah. They, they the, the people that I work with, are all incredibly high performers. They're capable of doing great things, and that's the reason that they're in the position that they are. Um, and so, my job is just, how can we unlock even more of that, and how can we, how can we make that happening more consistently?
0: Mm, dope, man. Well, right on. If people want to learn more about uh, meditation and connect with, with your work, uh, what's the best way that they can do that?
1: So my website's com. That's M I C H A E L B A L C H A N, uh, com, And it is pronounced Balshan like the ball hits your shin. Um, <laughs> I've also got a, a book that's going to be on, uh, Amazon by the time this comes out, I think. So, uh, it's just called meditation. Um, and there's a long kind of subtitle, but, uh, meditation by Michael Balshan. and hope to, to connect with people. I'd love, love hearing questions, love to help support people. And obviously, uh, anyone that, that starts a meditation practice from this and, and has any sort of benefit, I'd love for them to, to share this with their friends or, or share their meditation practice with their friends or family or whatever. And that's, that's how, you know, collectively we're going to get to to a kind of five percent of the world's population is by experiencing it and, and having the benefits and offering those benefits to other people and hopefully creating uh, more conscious and aware and and um, positive loving communities.
0: Mm, i love that uh how can people connect with you if they want is there like a email me on your website or something like that
1: yeah there's an email me on on my website or my personal email is michael.baltion at gmail.com they can they can use that one um twitter at mbaltion yeah
0: awesome there you have it, guys. If you uh, want to connect with Michael, hit him up. You know, I know that one of the biggest challenges for me uh, at some points in my journey was feeling like I didn't really have people who got it. Like I didn't even really get what was going on in my own life. And I love that Michael is so uh, willing to connect with you guys. And if you want to email him or hit him up and ask a question or let him know how this impacted you, go for it so thanks for rocking with us today michael thanks for being here and i'm excited to continue to see your mission evolve and expand as the days weeks months years and decades go on
1: Uh, thanks so much jacob and you've been a a big part of that and i'm entirely grateful and and looking forward to the future
0: right on dude homeboys and homegirls thanks for rocking with us today If you enjoyed this episode, then you're going to want to check out The Inner Game Immersion. It's a 10-week process where a select group of people join me in playing full out and becoming the best versions of themselves. Through an uncommon mixture of comfort zone challenges, mind training techniques, heart opening exercises, productivity hacking practices, energy optimization tweaks, accountability systems, and world class coaching, you'll have the tools and support to grow more in these 10 weeks than some people do in 10 years. You can find out more by going to playtheinnergame.com. Playtheinnergame.com. All right, yo. Talk soon. Peace.